Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome all you sports fans to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I'm happy to be here. I've got a great show as I got Rob Frazier on as a guest later. He will join the show later, but we have a great show. I'm really excited to be doing this show. As you know, I'm going back to three days a week. I have a special announcement on the show. So I had a job offer. As many of you know, I'm a public address announcer for Russell County High School football, basketball, baseball, and so on. Whatever sport Russell County has, they always ask me to be the public address announcer. I just got an offer to be the play-by-play announcer for Russell County football for the fall season. I mean, yeah, this is my dream is to be play-by-play. I love doing PA announcing. I know that the Russell County administration and staff is heartbroken that they're going to have to replace me. But I am going to call the games on the broadcast feed on Beam 7. All the home games for Russell County football will be broadcasted on Beam 7, the local cable access station for East Alabama. Then the games will be rebroadcasted Saturday morning on WLTZ Channel 38 out of Columbus, Georgia, the CW affiliate. If you know something about digital channels, it's Channel 38.2. So I'm going to be on the CW. I mean, it's a dream of mine to be on terrestrial TV. I'm on YouTube with the broadcast for the Rapids and for Russell County before. Like, if you look at the broadcast from last year for Russell County, you could hear me in the background doing PA announcing. But now I get to be the play-by-play announcer. I have not done play-by-play for football since my days at Freed Harmon when I was filling in, calling some games for Chester County football, the local high school in Henderson, Tennessee. I'm excited, and my resume just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I had uh, the first episode of Roar Time, which is the weekly Columbus Lions show with head coach Jason Gibson, and that show will air next week as training camp for the Columbus Lions will kick off next week. Their first home game is April the 23rd. Just a reminder that the Columbus Rapids are in action for a two-game set starting this Thursday. And then Friday will be military night, the final home game of the season. Hopefully, we can have a lot of fans out there. And we have the playoffs. That's right. Playoffs in the inaugural season for the NISL. Well, congratulations to the UConn women and Louisville women for punching their ticket into the final four. So the final four is set for the NCAA women's as UConn, Stanford, South Carolina, Louisville, all in there. I think UConn is a dark horse to win the title. Who would have thought that UConn would come out of nowhere and win the title? Paige Buchers has been amazing. She is the best player in college basketball. When she came back and was healthy, that was all the difference in the world for the UConn women. I'm looking forward to seeing this all Final Four Blue Bloods, Duke and North Carolina, the greatest rivalry in all of sports as it's never happened. Duke and North Carolina has never met 
in the NCAA tournament, and they're going to meet in the Final Four. I can't imagine how much those tickets are going to be. We have Major League Baseball next week. April 7th is opening day. Uh, next week, as I have three shows per week, I'm going to have my baseball preview show on Wednesday. So Monday show is going to be a recap of the weekend. Wednesday show is going to be the baseball preview show. And Friday show, I'm going to have a mock NFL draft. So you don't want to miss it. As I get back to the suite of things, these baseball teams here in the Valley are amazing. Columbus State is 25-5. and five. They're taking on Point University today at Burger King Stadium at Ragsdale Field. LaGrange College had a tough loss yesterday at home to Oglethorpe University. You know, they jumped up to number four, four in the rankings and they did pick up their third loss on the season. LaGrange College, 20-3, and an amazing record. The Columbus State baseball team, I just can't say enough about these two teams and the success they have had in college baseball. Well, it's not looking good for the Memphis Tigers, and I, I, I'm actually having this on my show because I'm a huge Memphis Tigers fan. I know Rob Frazier is a huge Memphis Tigers fan, and so is Gabe Reynolds. Major level one and level two NCAA violations. Does Penny Hardaway jump ship and go coach the Orlando Magic in the NBA? Of course, Jalen Durden is going to go to the NBA. The Memphis Tigers had an incredible season as they got hot. They got into the tournament. They almost beat Gonzaga. But it just seemed like they just can't get out, they can't get out of their own way. I was devastated when somebody took the SATs for Derrick Rose back in 2008 and Memphis was stripped of their runner-up banner. That was devastating. I remember the Memphis Tigers just being this incredible team from 2006 to 2009. John Calipari's last years with Memphis, he recruited players like Derrick Rose, Tyreek Evans. He had Chris Douglas Roberts, Rodney Carney, just amazing players that played for the Memphis Tigers. And I'm sad to see the NCAA probably going to put the hammer on them and maybe even a postseason ban or two. Possibly a two-year postseason ban is a worst-case scenario that we're thinking about. Before I get Rob on the show, I mean, we're going to talk about NFL free agency. We're going to talk about the NBA. What is going on with the Los Angeles Lakers? They got hammered last night by the Dallas Mavericks, and they are now on the outskirts of the playoff race. Imagine the Los Angeles Lakers who went all in this year. They put all their chips on the table. Like, we're going to get all these veterans. They're going to help us in the playoffs. We're going to get Dwight Howard. We're going to get Carmelo Anthony. We're going to bring back Trevor Ariza because he was a good defender. And then we are going to get Russell Westbrook because we need to have a big three. LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook. We're going to get rid of all these young Two-way perimeter players like Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Montrez Harrell and Alex Caruso. We're going to get rid of all those, but we're going to bring Russell Westbrook because he's the missing piece. What are the Lakers doing? They don't have a GM. Rob Polinka is an agent. I've watched the Winning Time documentary on Dr. Jerry Buss. He loved the Lakers. He wanted to innovate the game. He he pretty much saved the game. It, yeah, say what you want. Magic and Bird saved the NBA in the 80s. But when Dr. Buss bought the Lakers and he wanted to create Showtime, the Lakers were the flashiest team in the NBA. They haven't done anything since 2013. You know, unfortunately, when Dr. Buss passed away, he gave the 
team to his children. I like Jeannie Buss. I think she's great. She doesn't have the drive and the passion like her father had. Um, I like how she's portrayed in the TV series Winning Time. And I just think they're trying to relive the past. I mean, trying to bring on Phil Jackson as a consultant, trying to bring in Jerry West, trying to bring in Magic Johnson as a consultant. I mean, the Lakers, if you take the year that LeBron and AD were in the bubble and they won the title, they've made the playoffs one time since 2013. And in that year, Anthony Davis got hurt. In fact, he was put back into the game And he shouldn't have because he got hurt again. We don't know the status of LeBron. He was injured yesterday. Anthony Davis, we don't know when he's going to come back. The Lakers are going to miss the playoffs. And then they're just going to blow this all up. The Lakers are going to have to rely once again on lottery picks. All the lottery picks they shipped off like Brandon Ingram and D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle and Lonzo Ball. I mean, it's lottery pick after lottery pick every year. And the Lakers can't figure out that they need young talent to win in this league. Oh, that felt good. That was my rant on the Lakers because what a terrible franchise. I'm sorry. I despise the Lakers, but they have been just drone. Their name brand only is saving them right now because they are run terribly. All right. Without further ado, it is time to bring... Rob Frazier on the show. You know, the, the funny thing is, we recorded this interview earlier. I thought I was going to have Gabe Reynolds and Rob on the show. He briefly, I didn't want to I don't want to leave out Gabe because he had some good sports takes. I hope to have both of them back on after April 18th. I'm not going to have any guests on for the next two weeks. So without further ado, let's bring Rob and Gabe on the show. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. As always, gentlemen, thank you for joining the show. Welcome back. Hey, appreciate it, man. Always glad to be here. All right, glad to be on. Gentlemen, we had a great show Monday talking about March Madness, but now we're going to get into NFL free agency and trades, and it has been a – this is the craziest NFL offseason I have ever seen so, gentlemen, it's been a crazy offseason. Uh, Tyreek Hill going to the Miami Dolphins. You have Vaughn Miller going to the Buffalo Bills. Now there's even talks that the New York Jets want to trade for Debo Samuel because Tyreek Hill has just made the wide receiver market more valuable. Deshaun Watson goes to the Cleveland Browns. What has shocked you the most about the NFL offseason? Tom Brady. Tom Brady coming yeah. back, man. Tom Brady. Obviously. What else? For me, probably the Tyreek Hill trade to Miami. Oh, that's crazy. But, but you you got you got Tyreek Hill, you got Devontae Parker, you got Jalen Waddle. You got all these nice, bright, shiny toys for Tua. What does that make Miami better? It should make Miami better. They've they've got a lot of different uh you know, tools there. It's becoming an offensive league. He was happy to go there. He actually said they you know, they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. So um, you know, it's it's good good for Miami. They're trying to get better. For years, it was like they didn't care, and they've got some dedicated, loyal fans. So, uh, definitely makes things interesting for them. They feel like they're in a winnable division. So, I look forward to uh, seeing how they do, and uh, if they're going to keep Tua or, or uh, go after another quarterback. All right, what about Deshaun Watson of Cleveland? They obviously they gave up three first round picks. They don't care about Baker Mayfield anymore. They feel that they cannot reach the Super Bowl without 
an elite top five quarterback, but you also got to factor in they're in a tough division with Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals as they improve their offensive line. But Cleveland, it's not a guarantee they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. And plus, you got to understand, Rob, he still has 23 civil cases out there for sexual assault. I mean, did Cleveland jump the gun too early on Deshaun or or is this the right move? I think they might have, uh, but there were like, what, two or three other teams that were interviewing him. So I guess they felt like their hand was forced and he, he was in a good position because he was able to take the, the highest offer. I mean, there, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta had interviewed him and, and uh, what, a couple other teams. So, uh, yes, in a way, it seems that way. And then uh, there's guaranteed money that he's going to get out of this. Um, so, And the contract seems to be front-loaded. So he has a really good agent. Let's put it that way. <laughs> All right, Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts. I was shocked when I found out that he was being traded. But it was the right move. The Falcons needed to move on. They needed to dump his salary. There's going to be a lot of dead cap space for the Atlanta Falcons. This makes Indy one of the favorites in the AFC. I think the AFC is quarterback heavy. You got Russell Wilson now on the Broncos. You got Matt Ryan on the Colts. But what do you think about the move that the Indianapolis Colts made in acquiring Matt Ryan? I think it stabilized them as as a team going forward. You know, he's uh, Matty Ice for a reason. He plays the game, you know, level-headed. Uh, he'll be a good game manager, which they need. Their defense is one of the best in the league. So they'll be much improved in that division, uh, which which is a very competitive division. Uh, they did pretty well last year with the quarterback that they had. So I, I agree with that move, and um, we'll see what's next for Atlanta. And, of course, the Atlanta Falcons get Marcus Mariota, which he had one good season, but I think it's a bridge quarterback as they will more than likely – draft a quarterback in 2022 or 2023. Marcus Mariota does have some good intangibles, but I don't think the Falcons are going to win anything anytime soon. A quarterback familiar with head coach Arthur Smith's system, but how do you feel about the Falcons getting Marcus Mariota? That's a good move for them. They had to get somebody uh, with some experience in there. They weren't ready to to uh, go with uh, you know a backup type person although he was a backup quarter starting experience he had a chance to rehabilitate uh his body and uh and also spending a year uh, as a backup you know allowed him to uh you know watch the game from a different angle he's a, he's a great guy and a great teammate so i wish him the best and of course that's a pretty classy franchise over there in atlanta and you're pretty close to it so uh maybe you can go to a falcons game this year richard well yes i got the the 49ers Falcons game penciled in is we will have the schedule release in April. We do know who the opponents are going to be. And yes, the 49ers will make that trip to the Mercedes Benz stadium for the first time. So if, like I went to a Falcons 49ers game back in 2016, the final year of the Georgia dome, the year that the Falcons went to the super bowl. But yeah, as a 49ers fan, I live in Georgia root for the 49ers. I also root for the Falcons when they're not playing the 49ers. Well, let's talk about the 49ers because they've made a lot of impressive moves. The one move they have not made yet is they have yet to trade Jimmy Garoppolo as he is waiting around and he's going to have surgery on his shoulder. And I think that the, the smart move would be 
to just cut him and to eat that salary only if Trey Lance is ready to take over as the starting quarterback. But how do you feel about Jimmy Garoppolo being the starter for San Francisco in 2022 if Trey Lance is not ready? Uh, it looks as like they're going to keep him on the roster, you know, for this next season, uh, or they would have done something by now. So, you know, they've got options, and sounds to me like they want to keep their options. Uh, and they feel like that at least for uh, this season, unless something uh, breaks their way, that, uh, of course, we still got the draft and all that coming up, but it seems like that they've decided that they're going to hold uh, both those quarterbacks and that that's in their best interest for at least this coming season. All right, and we will have more off-season moves as the NFL draft will be in April, and we also will have the schedule release. You know, the football season never has an off-season. We're talking football in March, and we'll be talking football in April, and then OTAs in May, and then, of course, we have training camp in July. So, Rob, as always, it is a pleasure having you on the podcast, having you back on the podcast as you were a guest with Gabe on Monday's show. I, I got to tell you, that was a pretty crazy show. I didn't expect to go in that show talking about Chris Rock and Will Smith. <laughs> Man, it's always something, and, and they're actors, so uh, we'll find out uh, in the coming weeks uh, if that was the real deal or not, and we'll find out here pretty soon who uh, our national champions are going to be, uh, and oh, actually, if this is airing on Wednesday, we would know, wouldn't we? Uh, no, uh, if it's going to air this Wednesday, um, see, I'll, I'll, I'm going to have a bunch of pre-shows next week. So, Rob, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you back on the podcast on April the 18th. So that's a long time away. We'll have opening day baseball. We'll have a college basketball on the men and the women's side. And we'll get into the NFL draft. We'll be uh, have some uh, mock NFL draft, so it should be fun. And don't forget the NBA. Uh, the NBA has uh, only got uh, oh, about eight to ten more games left in the regular season. So, That's uh, right. The regular they're, they're, season ends April the 10th, which means those play-in games should happen that week, and then the NBA playoffs should start that weekend of, uh, of April 16th and 17th is probably the start of the NBA playoffs. But we will have some play-in games. In your opinion, let's talk about the NBA a little bit. Because the Brooklyn Nets, they now have Kyrie Irving for the home and away games as New York has lifted the mask mandate. Anthony Davis is coming back to the Lakers. Even though it looks like Brooklyn and Los Angeles are going to be in those playing games, is there still a shot that Brooklyn could meet the Lakers in the NBA Finals? Because that's what the fans want, but is it a reality? No, there's no shot of that happening this year. I mean, even uh, recently, the uh, the Nets have been losing games that uh, they're not supposed to with both of those guys playing. Uh, they're struggling right now just to get a good seed in the playoffs, the Nets. The Lakers are in the same boat. They're sitting at around the number 10 seed. They're going to have to be in the play-in and uh, win at least one game, if not two. Uh, so both of them, interestingly enough, are really struggling uh, to, to finish out this regular season to even be in the playoffs. So that's off the table. I'm personally okay with it because it kind of lets, lets some of these new teams, uh, you know, get, get more attention. A lot of these teams that are up and coming, maybe they got some young superstars. Like for, for me, it would be the Memphis Grizzlies have secured 
the number two seed over Golden State because Golden State has had so many injuries. Uh, they're just hoping to get all their guys back for the playoffs. So uh, the East, the Eastern Conference is is really dead even. There's a uh, there's a, a good race going on there. Like one through four, they're really close. The Celtics are surging right now. So there's a lot of good storylines, but I don't think uh, they'll involved they'll involve the Lakers and the Nets in terms of a championship, but they'll do good just to get in the playoffs. But if they get in the playoffs, uh, man, that'll make things interesting because wouldn't it be interesting if they got in the playoffs, the Nets and the Lakers, and in the first round they went up against whoever the number one seed was in each of those conferences. That would be very interesting. And even a fully healthy Lakers team, I don't think can match up with the Phoenix Suns or the Memphis Grizzlies. I tell you, Rob, it's been a great NBA seasons the past couple of seasons, just watching the Milwaukee Bucks win an NBA title. And then in 2019, the Toronto Raptors won an NBA title. It's nice to see these franchises that haven't had a history of winning multiple titles finally win one. But how sweet would it be if the Memphis Grizzlies hold the Larry O'Brien trophy and we got a parade down Beale Street. Hey, that would be wonderful. They um they've been uh, overcoming uh, lots of things this year. A lot of a uh, lot of this people didn't see coming. They're a fun team. They score a lot of points. They they play a lot like Phoenix. They can play defense when they need to, and they score a lot of points. And what I love about them and Phoenix is set up this way too is they really enjoy just being teammates. Uh, and it's, it's refreshing to see on the professional level, they laugh and joke with each other. Like when uh, a player has a post game interview, they always photo bomb it and jump in there with them and make a bunch of noise. They're, they're genuinely happy for one another's success. And that's what makes championship teams. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm interested to see how it goes with Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix has done a great job too with Monty Williams. What a, what a great guy and a great coach. You know what's amazing about the Memphis Grizzlies? It doesn't matter who their head coach is. Taylor Jenkins, David Fisdale, Dave Jurgen, Lionel Hollins. They just plug and play. They just have a great organization. Whoever their front office, I know that Jerry West at one time was a consultant for Memphis, but their front office is doing something right, and everybody in that scouting department should either get a raise or get job offers elsewhere. Yeah, I think so, and that'll be the case for uh, for for Phoenix as well, and then the teams on the upper half of the East. You know, the Bulls are a great story. You know, their turnaround uh, has been nice to see, and uh, even Milwaukee, uh, classy franchise there. So, you know, it it's good. It's uh, it's what we want to see. You know, we all have our particular teams that we'd like, but uh, you know, parity is good, and competitiveness is good, and then. Uh, you know, seeing uh, seeing different players shine uh, at different times as well. So, it's it's uh, to me, uh, I enjoy the NBA a little bit more because uh, you know, you look at that compared to the college game. You know, like uh, I don't mind defense, but but I like seeing the high flying, the dunks, the alley oops. You know, scoring the points. Uh, you know, the faster pace. You know, I, I do enjoy that. Rob, before we close the show, you know, last week we just hit the four-year anniversary of the Freeheart Lady Lions winning the NAIA National Championship. I remember all the emotions that was going through because I watched that game on ESPN3 at the time. There was no ESPN+. Plus. There is just something special about your alma mater winning an, a, a college championship. I don't know. Do you remember that moment when they finally won the championship? 
Absolutely, I do, especially with the veteran coach that we had there for all those years and seeing him get over the hump and how he developed that ladies program from the ground up. And it means a lot to the smaller schools that uh, don't get that far as often. Um, Another example here in my home state was the Division II Women's National Championship was won by a a small school uh, in West Virginia with less than 3,000 students. So, uh, you know, it does make a difference, and uh, it goes a long way for the school going forward, uh, helping them with their program and getting their school's name out there. So, absolutely. Now, I have not been to Henderson, Tennessee since 2011, but I'm guessing right outside the city limits there has got to be a sign if anybody's in Henderson, I, I just hope that you take a picture of that sign and send it to me. I want to see the sign entering Henderson, Tennessee, home of the 2018 NAIA National Champions. I mean, I, I would love to see that. I, I don't know if they have that on the outskirts of Henderson, Tennessee. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. They're along the Beltway. So, absolutely. You know, it's um, it's a blessing to uh, have uh, gone to a school that, uh, cares about you as a person, but also does uh, big things on a big stage. And uh, we're thankful for that. And of course, you know, Josh Epperson has taken over the realm head coach and done a great in that program back to the NAIA playoffs. Of course, you know, the last couple of years have been crazy because of COVID, but you know, a lot of teams are still trying to recoup to recover from those COVID years. But, you know, I'm, I'm just, I cannot wait to see the Free Harvest softball team uh, make their return to Columbus. They are ranked second in the NAIA as they've only lost one game. And I I actually think that they're going to make it back to the NA. I actually think they're going to make it to the NAIA World Series in Columbus, Georgia. Well, let's hope so. That'll be a lot of fun for you. And uh, if they do, and uh, that's something that you could, uh, you know, go to and, and, and uh, bring your girls to and uh, let them see them, them girls out there having fun. Oh, absolutely. I, I look forward to it. I told Coach Humphrey that I'm looking forward to seeing you back in Columbus. And he agreed. Uh, that's their goal is to get to the NAIA World Series. And they have a very good shot at doing it this year. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and keep us updated on everything else. We know that uh, you're finishing up your uh, minor league indoor soccer and uh, and also coming up that you're going to be calling the games for the uh, indoor arena league football. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. I got two Rapids games this week and then the opener will be April the 23rd. The Columbus Lions will take on the Jacksonville Sharks in the National Arena League. And I'm really looking forward to the season. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on, and uh, hopefully one of these days I can get down there to you and we can uh, have some fun down down your way. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Rob, we really appreciate you being a guest on Wednesday's podcast. I will see you back here on April the 18th. As many of you know, I'm taking a uh, two-week break from having guests as I will have training. I'll still have some shows on the podcast, but a lot of them will be pre-recorded. So just stick around for that. I look forward to having you back on the show in a couple weeks. Thanks for having me. And as always, we appreciate uh, everyone who listens and keep enjoying your sports. All right. That was Rob Frazier. Many of you know him as my former colleague at Freed Hardman University. That was Rob Frazier, the Wednesday's guest on the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening to my podcast. And don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel. 
And I will have Justin Dale on Friday. As remember, I'm going back to three days a week. Uh, don't know how long I'm going to have it, three, three days a week, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll have more quality content on the show. And then when we get into football season, more likely we'll, we'll go back to five days a week. But, yeah, we're going to have three days a week, so you don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening, and as always, have a great day. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdred. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.